0: to cosplay as a team sport with the women of Team Totoro, hosted by SheProp. SheProp is a growing community that is focused upon supporting, empowering, and representing female, non-binary, and transgender cosplayers, artists, and makers. You can watch these panels on the SheProp YouTube channel, or listen to them on the SheProp Talk podcast, available whenever you get your podcasts. If you're interested in joining us over on the Sheeprop community, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We will add links in the show notes to help you find us, and we'd love to have you. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole, and I'll introduce you to everyone else on the Sheeprop cosplay as a team sport panel. First, we
1: will start with Erin. Hello. I'm Erin. Do you want me to say some more things? No. Just- yes. Yeah, yeah. Say something oh. about yourself. Okay. Your favorite cosplay. Char- How do you uh, excellent. Cosplay? <laughs> I have a lot of favorite cosplays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I am half wearing because welcome to not being in person is the, <laughs> my Amazon cosplay. It makes me feel like I can take on anything whenever I wear it. So that's a big, a big favorite. And I'm never too far away from the good places, bad Janet because she is a ton of fun and a total character, and I enjoy that a lot. So those are my two favorites that I will talk about now.
2: Um, Abby. Hi, my name is Abby. Um, I am also known as Abby Cat Cosplay, and I am one of the sewers of Team Totoro. Um, My favorite cosplays are my... Steampunk Wicked Witch of the West. Um, I love that one. Um, I made it out of an old car bra, which is one of my favorite things that I did. Um, And another one that I really love doing is the Ugly Stepsisters that I do with Erin, because they are ridiculous. It's like wearing a a walking parade float and being the worst person in the world and everybody laughs and they're not offended.
3: Uh, Karen. Uh, I'm Karen. I am the mistress of seams for Team Totoro uh, as well as a, um, a dressmaker and, and hobby hobbyist in the sewing room. Um, my favorite cosplays that I have done uh, as a solo, solo uh, cosplay is General Leia from the newest versions of the Star Wars movies, um, but working with the team, my favorite is possibly the steampunk Wizard of Oz group that we did uh, where I was steampunk Dorothy and that was a lot of fun.
4: <laughs> and Julie! Hi, I'm Julie and uh, my I guess my favorite is probably um, also the steampunk group that we did. Uh, I got to be the uh, steampunk um, Scarecrow, and I had a lot of fun putting the dry, the the coat together and finding the right hat and all that kind of stuff. So that, was, that is probably my favorite. Second is second favorite is probably uh, my Eighth Doctor from another group cosplay, but right now, uh, Steam, uh, the Scarecrow is my my jam. Uh,
0: thanks everyone, um, and I introduce myself, I guess too. I'm Nicole. Um, I am kind of joke, I'm the Chief Operations Officer for Team Totoro. Um, I do a lot of the background scheduling and organization, as well as uh, anything that needs to get done, as long as it doesn't need to get done well. (laughs) Um, I think my favorite cosplay is probably, I really love my Snow White Warrior. Um, And then I was reminded recently of when we did The Gentleman from Buffy. And that was so much fun to do out on con floors in characters. So I think those are my, my current favorites. Um, so I think we'll get started on to a few questions. So first, we'll start off frequently. One of the questions we get when we do this panel is how do you find your team? So w- when you want to do a team cosplay, how do you find the team to pl- that you are going to do cosplay with? And Abby, I know you've worked on cosplays with a number of different groups. So how do you go around, go about meeting cosplayers? And can you speak to what happened, what's worked, what's not worked?
2: Absolutely. Um, One of the best ways to meet other cosplayers is online. And online support, online cosplay groups, as well as online fandom groups are great places to network and and find other people who are into the same thing and wanting to do the same projects so you can go to a doctor who fan group and somebody might say i want to do a group of doctors for emerald city who wants to do it with me and you can be like i'll do it or in a a discord chat somebody will be like who wants to do a mashup of dota and and sailor scouts which was something that i said yes to at one point so these online fan groups can be fantastic, um, especially now that we can't see anybody in person, um, but that's not the only place because if you get into um, social media like Facebook, you will find local cosplay groups too, wherever you are. There there are so many of these. So PDX Cosplay is one. Nicole is one of the admins of that, I know. Um, I know... Rose City has its own Facebook group. Emerald City Comic Con has its own Facebook group. Um, I know there's one called the Blue Ribbon Ribbon Army from Phoenix. There's all sorts of con-based groups um, and you can find them there. Also you can reach out to local comic book stores, um, different nerd themed restaurants or bars in your area. A lot of them will have cosplay nights. A lot of them will have themed nights or even trivia nights where it's like we're gonna do Harry Potter trivia you'll start to see the same people at those places and it's really just a matter of reaching out your hand and saying hello my name is Abby you're awesome I'm awesome let's do awesome things together and it really genuinely does work I have met two of my closest friends in cosplay at a meetup at a comic book store including the gal in blue in that image her name's Emily she's awesome
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure, Abby, that's how we met you,
3: too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I yeah. went up to Nicole and her husband, Stephen and said, Hey, you're going to be friends with me.
3: Yeah. She said, Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're you great. They have them. a huge seven-foot Totoro. Who doesn't want to be friends with seven-foot Totoro? Certainly not me. I want to be that friend. Um, the other thing about or another way of meeting people is actually at cons. <laughs> kind of the big obvious one that I forgot to mention. They have meetups at cons. They have prop meetups. They have Outlander meetups and Harry Potter meetups. And you'll see people show up to those in cosplay. And you know that they're into the same thing that you're into. You know that they are into cosplay. Meet up. Sometimes you can look at somebody dressed as, I don't know. That one guy from Supernatural, and you're dressed as that other guy from Supernatural. And so you say, let's do a photo shoot together. We're already here. We're already in costume. And look at that. You made a friend. (laughs) So cons are a great place, too. Yes. Had to add that. (laughs) Um, And I don't watch Supernatural. I don't know if that was obvious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we can be friends anymore, Abby. Um, So... Team Totoro, as a team, will get together frequently and collaborate in person, Um, or at least we used to. Uh, And we hope
3: to again in the future.
0: (laughs) My house is so quiet. Um, So, but in those cases, everyone kind of works together to accomplish the projects and on the team goals. And so we've broken down some of the group work stages. And the first one that we often have uh, a big issue with, would be brainstorming. Uh, I'm coming yep. up with what costumes we're going to do the next year for the next con. Um, so Julie, would you like to speak a little bit about kind of Team Totoro's brainstorming process and what goes into that?
4: Sure, um, generally speaking, uh, of course, we are dealing with a usually a finite group. You know, we know we've got six people or whatever and we've got so many guys and so many girls we have to figure out who's going to be what, and are they going to be are they going to be gen- playing their gender? Are they can be playing somebody else's gender, or what? Um, and, but to finding a, a, you know a group of, of characters that sort of fits our group, or that will you know fit a number of our group. You know, four of us really want to do X. Like four of us really wanted to do um, our Heather's Hogwarts uh, thing. And, um, but we also, you know, like Dr. Who, um, ended up, we wanted to do all at the time. There were 13 doctors from one through, you know, 12 Capaldi, (laughs) 12, 13 doctors, one through 12, which always makes funny. makes me laugh, excuse me. Um, but we ended up having to wait, uh, until there was a large enough group going um, to do that. We came up with the idea for Iwakaro. So we have this, as Abby said, seven foot or nine eight, foot. Eight, eight foot. Very <laughs> tall. Total. When we were trying to figure out who, or, what we we're going to do to go with that, you know, that one point we thought, oh, well, you know, we'll just all do different characters from uh, Return, of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi. And, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, well, I want to be, uh, be Han. And you know, then, but, but I want to be Han. And so eventually we kind of said, well, why don't we just all be Han? So we were Iwakuro and the Hans, which turned out well. Um, it was a lot of fun. We all did our own thing. It was great. Um, the, uh, Legos, um, we so, Another member of our group, Chris, is, a, is an amazingly huge Lego fan. His house is completely full. And Aaron, yes, exactly. Aaron's got her, her uh, Batman hat helmet. Uh, Aaron, one, one year, gave him a, uh, a helmet, a, a Benny from the Lego movie, helmet, uh, that he wore. And he, he had a jumpsuit and everything. It was great uh the next year she's like well i want to do this with you i really like that was that looked like fun and so she decided she was going to be batman because the uh lego batman movie had just come out and that so and the her lego batman was phenomenal still is phenomenal and the group decided group kind of went well you can be that, then I want to be, you know, so we ended up adding to it. And so we got the whole family. uh, So Aaron is, of course, uh, uh, Batman, and Nicole is Robin, and her husband, Stephen, is um, Alfred. And we had a Batgirl, and we've had uh, Joker, and it's just lots of fun to get in. in, in, And, you know, to sort of got excited, you know, in stages uh, on this one. And so kind of, you know, various different ways to, to get together, to to come up with these ideas. Um, you know, some of them are, absolutely, we have to do this whole big thing. Some of them are, we're just going to roll into it. So it's... And I, uh,
1: yeah. I'd like to add one other point to that, because I think when we're talking about, like, the brainstorming stage, those were some great examples that, that Julie gave, because in one case, one person was hot in an idea, and other people jumped on, and they all chose a character, like the Heathers was set. With the Star Wars one, because we all wanted to be the same character, it didn't become an issue. We just found a way that everyone had their own take on it. We were different decades of Han, it was pretty fantastic. And then in Lego, it was the one person's idea built over multiple years. And because, especially in Lego universe, there are so many characters Anytime someone wanted to be added to the group, it was just a matter of them picking the character
4: and making the head
1: and making the head, and then and and so those are three different ways of brainstorming solutions for group costumes that, when you're maybe thinking about cosplaying as a group, you want to have in your toolkit. It's it can come about in a lot of different ways, and they're all valid and they're all fun.
4: Yeah, and And the other thing. they can all be inclusive uh that that's one of the one of the things i love at least about our group is that we manage to uh to you know play that you know the game of you know uh, give and take you know on this one i get to be you know the star character or whatever and then that one you know anyway um we get to be a lot more like i say inclusive and we're there are ways to work around possible conflicts, you know, the, that, yeah. So anyway, (laughs) I think I'm getting, I think I'm touching other, on uh, other points, so I'm going to shut up now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think kind of where you were going with that, Julie, was, you know, some years one person gets their idea, the next year someone else will get their idea, and we can go back and forth and rotate that. So You know, you just, you still find ways to make it fun, even if it's not an idea you're gung-ho about. Next year, you can get the idea that you're gung-ho about. And we trade. Yeah. Um, So the next part, after we brainstorm and come up with it, and we know what we're going to do is, you know, Julie touched on this a little bit, is figuring out who is doing what. um, And what those, how we're going to pull it together and what those guidelines are. Um, So Abby, I have you. What would you...
2: What's your input on this? So one thing I think is so important when it comes to putting together a group cosplay is having a clear goal of as to what it is you're trying to accomplish. Are you wanting movie-quality costumes? Are you wanting to wear your costume to every single con that you're going to go to for the next two years? Are you going to be happy with thrift store finds and everybody's there just to have fun. And, and, you know, it's a throwaway costume or we're wearing it for a photo shoot. You need to get what you want to accomplish with your cosplay figured out from the beginning. And I think that's so important because you want to be committing to something that you know is going to meet your needs. If somebody says, I want to wear this to every con for the next year. And you're like, I have a lot of things I want to wear to a lot of different cons. Maybe I'm not the per- best person to hang the linchpin on this costume. Or if somebody says, I wanna do full movie replica cosplay, you can be like, oh, that's a little out of my price range, time commitment, budget, energy. You know, you, if you know what the goal is at the end, you can know what you can commit to in the beginning. And also then people aren't disappointed I do have a friend who will commit to group cosplays and then will only wear them once and then everybody else has their costume and is like well we can never wear this again and that can that can be hard so set that set that goal set that end goal from the beginning communicate it from the beginning and if it doesn't work for you don't commit
3: or As we have found with our heathers and other costumes we've done as a group is maybe uh, I'm not available to be Huffle Heather uh, at some event, but somebody else can wear my one of the other folks can wear my my uh, gorgeous yellow blazer. Um, oh, that's so great,
2: and so and polyester.
3: That's a, it was so so delightful to wear in the sun. Um, But that's one of the other benefits of working as a a team is you have that you can have that flexibility of um if not everybody can commit to being at the same places at the same time uh make sure that your costume pieces are things
2: that can fit different people you can share them well and other parts of that are with the hogwarts heathers you kind of need all four people there with Janets, the other picture there, you can have as many Janets as you want. Janets can be added. Janets can be removed. You can have Janets in the same outfit. You can have Janets in all different outfits. And it, it really doesn't matter. So if you have a goal like the Heathers where you have four people who are committing to hang out together for a day at a con, you know, you know going forward that there's a day you're all going to have to be together. There's a day you're going to all have to be walking around together it's got to be coordinated compared to janet's where it's like i don't know maybe friday
1: can can i add one more thing um related to sort of setting the guidelines figuring out the scope uh and the theme for a group cosplay which is you don't all have to be screen accurate i cannot emphasize this enough the larger the group the less it matters (laughs) When we had 13 Doctors, if two of them were recognizable and the rest were in the ballpark, it was a hit. Like, like there is an advantage to figuring out what is important to a character, what makes them recognizable. And as long as you hit that well, the whole group becomes recognizable. And that's something that I think makes group cosplay different than a solo cosplay. Uh, and can kind of change the pressure level to what you might take on, as long as the group agrees. How finished? How perfect? How screen accurate do we want to be?
0: So once you have the guidelines that you're going to be working under, um, I'm going to shoot this back to Julie. How do you determine who is who?
4: Well, I to hold
0: myself. there we go.
4: <laughs> sometimes it's as easy as you know who wants to be who. Um, uh, for the uh, Hogwarts people, we were, we were the, the, the house members, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Gryffindor, Karen is a, uh, is a Hufflepuff, Aaron is a Ravenclaw, and Abby is a, uh, a Ra- is a Slytherin. I'm
2: Sometimes I try you to can't even say the word! The Gryffindor <laughs> can't even say the word!
4: Anyway, uh, yeah, so, you know, that made sense, you know, we admit, it really was, we were in the same, we were all in the room, was like, well, who's going to be what? Well, I'm already, uh, and it worked. Sometimes, yeah, it's uh, about choosing a primary versus a secondary character, which means, as Abby was po- talking about, it's, you know, deciding who is going to be able to be uh, you know, well f- who is most excited about this this cosplay but usually that person I mean, well, quite often I should say that person is the uh, is the person who's sort of running the, the game and says okay I really really want to be this character um, and I really need to have a group with me to make it really recognizable or I really want to be a group with around me because I love hanging out with you guys um, or you know various other reasons to have a group. Um, and at that point, that person's, you know, the the focal point, but then, you know, side characters, like in the picture in front, in, you know, to the uh, right, Erin was very excited about being Miss um, Peregrine. This is the Miss Peregrine, um, what is it, the Miss Peregrine School for the Unusual Children or something like that? That was close. Anyway. Peculiar children. Peculiar, yeah. there we go, peculiar. Anyway, Erin really was very excited about doing, being uh, Miss Peregrine, and she sort of, You know found other people who were willing slash excited about doing these other characters um and you know they they built sort of built things around them and you know we've gained we've uh, we we found uh the person in the middle i don't actually know who that is
1: (laughs) We literally picked them up on the con floor because in group costumes you can do that exactly
2: just just yeah they were so excited to find us
1: Well, because they were solo. They were a minor character and solo. And what they were missing in terms of being recognized was the rest of the group. Yeah. And it wasn't a character
2: that we had. No. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty sweet.
4: Because this group, the the group of people there are, we don't necessarily, uh, you know, game with, or excuse me, game. Uh, (laughs) We don't necessarily do cosplay with all the time. You know, uh, Oh gosh, what was the guy with the organs? Anyway, what, it, it doesn't matter. We, That's we, my husband. That is your husband. I can't remember the name <laughs> of the character. That's what I was going to say. That's her husband. But he doesn't he, do much cosplay. But she talked him into it for this because it's a relatively easy thing. He gets to make funny faces like that, and you know, it's it it's you know a group fun. He does. He's not the center of attention, which is all, also sometimes the the goal for especially for me.
2: So. Um, Can I jump in with that part of it a little bit? Yep. Um, So one thing that is important, because Enoch, he's the guy holding organs and jars in that picture on the right, Um, he and the gal in pink, Olive, they are a couple in that movie. So when I wrangled my husband in to do this group and he's not much of a cosplayer and he's not much of a group guy, he's very independent, I said, okay, I am going to be Olive, you need to be the person that goes with Olive, so that if we need to split off, then we are still a couple that make sense together. <laughs> and that's what we did. We were with the group when we split off, the group still made sense, because we were side characters that could be added or subtracted as we felt appropriate, and then as we split off, we actually also made sense together. Mm-hmm. And that's something to think about when picking your characters. Are you going to be there the whole time? Are you not going to be there? If you walk away, will you make any sense at all walking away, or are you going to not be readable? That's right. Why? I think the Wizard of Oz is a great example of that.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, and when I, I actually just found a post the other day about where we were talking initially talking about doing the Wizard of Oz characters and. Um, we it was our essentially uh, the result of our brainstorming and we had come up with this huge list of possible characters uh you know of course there were the the four of us that we had assigned you know uh the the four in the picture which are uh you know navita as the uh tin woodsman and aaron as the cowardly lion and i'm the uh the scarecrow and karen is dorothy but we also had uh listed of course as it, it, Abby came in as uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, yes, West, East, West, yes, West. But we had, and so we had that idea. But we also thought, well, we could do the Wicked West of the, the Wicked Witch of the West, uh, the other one, <laughs> the one who guys are forgetting. <laughs> and she's, and all she is is the, you know, she's dressed up as the the witch, and she's got a giant, you know, uh, house on her head. <laughs> because she's been, she's been squished, or the tornado, I'll say, once again, got a, hat, a house for a hat, uh, or, you know, just a gener- generic um, citizen of... Uh, Munchkin? <laughs> you
3: know,
4: it, it's a whole giant list, um, and the nice thing about these four is that they are pretty recognizable by themselves. I, I'm a little, well, it, it, because we are taking it out of genre, or, at, you know, we're taking a, a steampunk Sort of crack at it. It's not quite as, but it still works. Um, having those extra characters would be nice for, you know, the one at a time. And of course, uh, Nicole came in as uh, the uh, as Glinda, and we had a picture of, of that earlier. Um, and her Glinda was fantastic. Um, we, I don't, uh, yeah. Anyway, um,
2: that, sorry. To, yeah, to touch on that a little bit also, it's it's about that ability to come in and go as you please. Mm-hmm. So you have to have these four characters to have a w- wizard of oz group. So you need to fill those spots. Yeah. If you don't fill those spots, then you're not There's, gonna pick yeah. the patchwork girl. You're not gonna pick a a citizen of the Emerald City. Um so those go first. And then from there you can build on it. Yeah. So Yeah. It, you gotta I'm, pick those those ones that hold it all together.
1: The anchor, the anchor (laughs) characters need to be committed. The other characters can come and go as it makes sense, and it's wonderful when they're there, and it's okay when they're not.
2: Yeah. And it's also makes fun ways of mixing and matching things. So these four can hang out as a group. The three can hang out as a group. Dar- Dorothy can bounce around. There were two witches. They could be solo. They could be together. They could, the good witch could hop in there. The bad witch can go on at people. I mean, it gives you all these opportunities to mix and match as long as you get your core there
4: yeah if we had had anybody else who was willing to be the scarecrow i was i so wanted to be the patrick world because i just love her character she's so fun but we didn't so i picked the next best thing <laughs> um
0: how do, how do we handle disputes i'm just trying to think if we've ever had disputes over which who is which character
4: honestly the 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 the, the biggest time that i can remember that we had that issue was uh <laughs> you walk the hans and we all said well We'll just all do it. <laughs>
2: uh, I think there are some times where, when you're having a dispute, somebody's going to have to step down. Somebody's going to have to be like, I'm going to pull rank. I, I did not have to do that because Dragon Con was canceled. But I was ready to do that for this next Dragon Con when people were wanting to do a group, and I was not into any of the ideas. And I was just like, you know. I know that whatever we decide, I'm going to have to do the majority of the work on.
4: Mm. I know that
2: because I'm the sower and I'm not into any of these and I'm not going to be a part of the group. And that wouldn't mean that I would not do the work, but that would just mean that I would focus my energy and my attention on the project that I wanted to do. Um, so I never actually told them that because Dragon Con was canceled. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was totally ready to walk away from the Bunny Hutch group.
4: Um, oh. and just do something solo. What?
2: I would have done something solo. What? I would have helped them make their bunny suits. I would have ha- been happy to do that. I just, <laughs> they weren't into my idea. I was so into my idea.
3: <laughs> uh, one, before we move on, one thing oh. that Julie kind of briefly touched on that I think is really important in the, in the who, ha- how to pick who's what, is one of the benefits of being the group, and, and especially in a, a larger group, is if you're not front of the stage kind of person, If you like the idea of cosplay, but you don't want to be the center of attention, uh, being part of a group is really great for that. Um, I have my good days and my bad days for when I am comfortable being in front of people. Being at cons can be overwhelming, especially if you, you know, I tend to be a little more introverted. Um, Sometimes crowds are too much for me. But if I have my gang, if I have my group with me, A, I get confidence from being with my group from, you know, we we. Like Moira says, when one of us shines, we all shine. <laughs> um, but also, if I'm not feeling like being out there as Dorothy in the front of the front of the show, uh, maybe that's a day we do a different char- a different uh, different group. I hang out behind, you know, at the at the at the back as a supporting character, and that's okay too. Um, it's important to have places for everybody, uh, and and with a with a group you you can usually find everybody's comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: we just always push Abby and Aaron towards the front yes. and they yes. make the rest of us look good. Yeah. I can't understand
3: why. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we're big hams. Yes. Yeah. Pretty
4: much exactly it. Yes. Yeah. And gorgeous, both of and you. And we yourself.
3: love attention.
0: <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> um so once you determine and kind of Abby, you touched on this a little bit. Once you determine who's doing what, how do you determine who's doing the work of the various parts? Um, what are the? How do you assign responsibilities? And we will punt this one to
3: Karen. Well, Gus, <laughs> Gus has joined us. Oh, oh. moving on. <laughs> so one of the benefits of working with a team is that you have a variety of expertise. As I said in my introduction, I'm the mistress of seams. Uh, I'm a dressmaker. I have been sewing since I was four years old, which was a really long time ago. Um, And I'm really good at it. Uh, But I'm not really great at working with foam or um, lighting or makeup beyond fancy lipstick. I mean, so I need help with things. Our team, everybody has their uh, their own thing that they're really good at and things that they're pretty good at, and things that they'll do if they have to. And so we kind of figure out, well, what do we have to, one of the other benefits of our team, as a side note, is that a lot of us have project management work in our backgrounds, which comes in really handy when you're working in a group. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me. Um,
2: I think four of us on this panel alone have project management experience. Yeah. Yeah.
3: so, so once once we've gotten through our brainstorming, we figure out what what's our theme, who's going to do what what are the costumes going to look like, then we kind of sit down and figure out, well, how do we accomplish these things what uh, what needs to be sewn, what is foam work, what is um, lighting what is you know what what needs to be accomplished and who who can who can take on the work, who has the time and the time and the skill and the emotional uh the emotional currency or or whatever we're calling that to take on that work during whatever our time period is and we spend a lot of time in in the before times we worked (laughs) together in person it was amazing i highly recommend it hopefully in the after times we'll be able to do it again but, but working together, we're able to, um, encourage and help each other out. If, if, uh, if somebody is working on something, you know, when you're working on something for a really long time, you keep looking at the same thing for hours. It doesn't look right, no matter how you look at it. If you, if you get together with your team, they will tell you to do things like step away, <laughs> maybe have a drink, make a nap, a Eat a sandwich. Yeah, and then take a new look at it, new fresh eyes, and also other people's eyes. And, and that's uh, really encouraging for you know, getting, getting the work done. Uh, but how we, divvy, how we divvy up the work, it, it's really based on who's got the skills, who's got the interest. We had a couple of, uh, a couple of examples where we had, uh, we did one group where we did um, uh, the crew from the Orville Uh, pardon the cattail we did the crew from the Orville uh, and those jackets needed to all match so I took on that project of making I believe it ended up being eight total jackets over the summer Uh, but that was the only thing I focused on that summer Um, but we have other uh, other group projects where we have you know everybody kind of focuses on their own project
2: uh, but we support each other bounce ideas off each other get get the work done one thing to add on that is you know even if you have the skill to do something even if you have the time to do something sometimes you just really don't like doing it I hate I hate gluing I hate it so much I don't know why it's the worst I hate it Erin loves it she doesn't care I will sew anything for Erin if she will glue for me and we have done that trade multiple times. And it doesn't matter that I have the ability to do that gluing. It doesn't matter that Aaron has the ability to do that sewing. No, I'll sew it. I'll do it. Just give it to me. (laughs) So also being able to say, zippers are my nemesis. Can you please put this in for me? Or the last thing I want to do is measure and cut these straps. Can you please do this for me? Having that person who can just step in to say, this is, easy and only takes five minutes. I don't know why you can't do it, but of course I'll do it for you. I, I, I would
1: love, so on that point, I think, I think there's two, there's two ways to come about that, right? Who takes on responsibility? Just because my costume, whatever I'm wearing, does not mean I have to be the one who makes it all, but the, the, you should feel there is an equitable or a fair sharing of the work if you're working as a team together on something. So if my interest in skill level is a lot higher than someone else's and I say, I'm gonna help you get you there because you're gonna have a ball, great. I've taken that on and I'm happy to do it. But equitable does not mean even. It's why I can trade jobs with, with Abby and she can do all my rotary cutting for strips, which I hate beyond all things. And I will take on gluing those strips for her. Um, i don't like painting things i hate painting things julie loves painting things so we will trade projects and so so i think that the the question that we're that we're dealing with with any group cosplay is making sure everyone's on the same page with who's responsible for doing what knowing your limits if if you think it's a great idea and something in your life changes and you can no longer take on as much responsibility for a group costume as you as you as you could initially just bring it up tell people early so that adjustments can be made or shifts can happen i, I think that's a big thing um related to this particular question and an understanding you don't have to do it yourself again it's the benefit of being in a group you can you can trade you can share you can lift
2: each other up yeah that my very first cosplay i ever did with team totoro was the peregrine or miss peregrine group and i thought i had to do everything myself which is why i chose olive because i can make a dress i can make gloves even though that is the ugliest dress it was not my shape it did not look good i was not happy wearing that and the blue dress was super cute and would have been fabulous on me but i thought i had to make those boots myself so i said i would take olive and i've always regretted it So no, (laughs) because those boots are cute too. The dress and the boots—they would have. But the boots were
1: foam. The boots were foam, and at the at the time, you didn't think you had the time budget, nor did you think you had the skill budget to take on learning something
2: new. And And I thought I had to do it myself. Yeah. And I actually made that blue dress that the person wearing the boots wore. So I had time to do that. (laughs) I made my own dress. (laughs) Still. Still regret that um but the other thing to remember is that in a group something that could be a big barrier to getting a project done for one person can be something that another person sees as a no big deal it'll take me five seconds if i'll do it i i buttonholes are a big one if you've never put in a buttonhole that can be very stressful if you put in buttonholes then it's you just pound them out it takes 10 no, minutes it's still stressful <laughs> that's if you how they look. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Zippers are another one, though. I, sorry, all my, all of my examples are sewing-based, but, you know, if, if somebody gets their dress all the way done, and they're down to a zipper, and they're like, what am I gonna do? I have to get the zipper. Somebody else can say, I'll put in your zipper. It's fine.
0: Oh, and, and the other one is, you know, like, Karen, she made all those fabulous Orville jackets for us, but then they had all these patches that had to be sewn in. Well, she's got her time doing the complicated ribboning and ribbon ribboning is that a word? <laughs> but <laughs> all that complicated sewing. I'm like, hand them to me. I can hand sew patches on while sitting and watching TV. I'm happy to take that on just to get it off her plate because her skills and her time can be used on something different. And so it's, you know, swapping those things back and
3: forth. Yeah. But right. I think the the key, the key takeaway on 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 determining responsibilities is to communicate, communicate, communicate. communicate. Just communicate. like any project you do at work, at school, stay in contact with your team. Have kind of regular check-ins. Um, see who's who's where. Who's who's got a little extra time to sh- to share? Who's who's needing a little extra help? Um, mm-hmm. But if, if don't overcommit and 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 if you aren't able to make commitments that you made figure out how you can how how can we still make this work because for us the most important thing
2: is to have fun yeah with that don't overcommitting just know that if your plans change if your availability changes if your budget changes if your mental health changes If something changes, that's okay. People will forgive you. People will be able to work with that. People will be able to say, I'll help. Or if now's not a good time for you to be involved in this project, that's okay. We can find another solution. That's all right. People can work with that. People can't work with, everything's great. Everything's fine. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to show up on that day and it'll be perfect and done. And then you don't. That is how you burn bridges. Ask for help. Tell people if you're struggling. It's okay. They will help you. They will forgive you if you can't get it done. Just don't surprise anybody. Project managers
0: hate surprises. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next step after figuring out who is doing what is actually getting it done. Um, so we'll start with Aaron. What are your t- hips? Your your hints
1: and tips on crafting the projects. Get it done! (laughs) Well, so, so, (laughs) I'm a funny person to speak to this one because I am really good at procrastinating, uh, which is one of the reasons why crafting as a group works well for me because there are other people to poke me and make sure I get started, um, and there are other people to keep my motivation going when I feel like getting distracted by something interesting that isn't the crafting thing I'm supposed to be doing. So, so the getting started, honestly, is the biggest first piece. Start. Um, I think, I think sort of a a precursor maybe or, or equal to that. You also need to prioritize what's essential and what's more of a, a stretch goal. So when you're looking at your project list, when you're looking at your costume, some, you can't walk out on a con floor, you can't get to that photo shoot if you don't have these four pieces finished. They need to be a higher priority than the fun little accessory that you wanna work on. But if just getting started is your blocking point, start anywhere, uh, just start is the first, the first thing I wanna talk about, um, the first tip I wanna give. There are pros and cons when you work with a group in person. Right now, we don't have that option. At some point, that will be an option again.
2: In um, the after times.
1: In the after times. <laughs> I, think, I think that for me, in person is great because having those other people there, like I said, gets me motivated, gets me going, keeps me focused. For other more introverted people, it is the worst because there's too much noise, there's too much action, there's too much distraction. So, I think know your limits when it comes to crafting as a group, figure out when do you have to be together to, to get on the same page or to share skill sets, and when are you better off heading off to your own space and, and working in, your, in a quiet room where there's no one else. Um, remember that just because you maybe are part of a group cosplay doesn't mean you need to be together 100% of the time. is often beneficial to only get together some of the time, have a schedule around that. That's something I wanna talk about. And again, in the after (laughs) times, having a location is super helpful. Um, And you wanna be respectful of that too. So, So for Team Totoro, Nicole's house is the big get together house. And it was selected because it was the largest, it had the best space. Uh, the best spaces for doing multiple projects by multiple people but that means a whole bunch of group people descend on their space and then we all take off you know you want to be respectful of if you are using a shared space when you're working to clean up to take your crap home to at least have an agreement on if you're coming back the next day can it leave can it be left out or should it be bundled up like those are some things that that when you are working in the same space you want to be considerate about and be and be aware of um so those are some of some of my tips i think abby you had other tips do you want to chime in uh,
2: well one of my favorite parts of of working as a group is the tool sharing um because when you are a group you don't have five people with five Dremel tools. You don't have five people with five band saws. You have a person with a Dremel tool and everybody can use it. You have a person with a good workspace. You have a person who has a place where you can go and spray toxic glue and it's well ventilated. And you, it really helps you save so much money, um, but it also opens up your ability for what you can do. I still have Nicole's Dremel in my house because I borrowed it in the before times and we haven't seen them since Um, but there was foam work that I never would have been able to do at the skill level that I had because I didn't have the tools and when you work with a group and when you can work collaboratively you can get access to those things and you can do that without and you can try it out do I like using a Dremel oh I love it maybe I should get my own or I hate it I'm glad I only had to do that once so tool sharing is a big part of it, but it also goes back to what Erin was saying about respecting your partners. If you do have somebody's tool, that means you take care of it. If, if you need to replace a part, you replace it. That means if they say, I need that back, you get it back to them. Um, so it has that really great perk. It also comes with responsibilities.
0: Any other tips on the actual crafting process from anyone? otherwise we'll move on to the event itself. So Karen, what are some uh trials and tribulations about actually doing the group cons or group uh cosplays at events?
3: Remember going to events, remember how <laughs> back in those days when There's they were virtual in the before times. There's nothing hard about it, it's all <laughs> shiny happy memories.
2: You never get frustrated with people who are late or unprepared. Lies, (laughs) lies. So as it turns out,
3: time lords are really hard to wrangle.
2: Time lords are the worst. Yeah, the worst. Wrangle. Merry men are pretty bad too. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: So, so one of the challenges of being in a group is 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 telling time understanding what time means and and adapting and being being flexible um, so these these two pictures are really great examples um, the the photo on the left is the bat family um, and we're trying to get ready to get out on the floor it looks like a dragon con um, and somebody needs bobby pins and somebody's Snap broke and and you know, we're trying to get everything fixed for us a lot of the time We're there for fun. So that gives us a little bit more flexibility. We don't have a set, uh, you know, group photo shoot or a, 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 co- a costume contest timing that we have to make for us, but that's not true for everybody and so being uh, really clear on what the expectations are for timing and what that means for everybody involved. Some some members of our group have challenges with time and that's fine as long as everybody who's involved in that situation is aware of that. It goes back to what comes up again and again, a communication and just being really clear on expectations and, um, and knowing when there is a hard time that needs to be met and taking on the responsibility of making that happen, and knowing when you can be more flexible. Sometimes being a large group means you have a little bit more flexibility. Um, you know, if, if one of the bat family didn't make it down at the same time as everybody else, it's fine. They'll get there. Uh, and everybody still works the same. You know, every, there's every same level of recognition. Everything looks awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Or if you're running to catch up with the team. Um, yeah. The picture on the right, the large group of doctors, we did have 13 doctors plus Idris. We were supposed to meet at noon that day. And I believe this photo was finally taken when everybody was in line together at about
1: 2.15.
3: Yep. It's hard and with big groups. It's 13, 13 people, 14 people. Yeah. It's plus plus all of our uh, uh, significant others who weren't involved and friends and, you know, coming and going and people getting stopped on the way and people needing to eat because we didn't make it at the time we meant to and fighting with the hangar and the crowds. And then finally, we all got together. And the thing that I learned from that is that, A, always keep a granola bar in your pocket. Right. B, be flexible when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate be really clear that it's not appropriate that that the time is the time we
1: i I think i think with with the doctors in particular we had a bunch of people who were not used to cosplaying and were not used to being part of a group and so when we said noon there was some interpretation of any time after noon and there was some interpretation of arrive at noon and then get ready versus other people who understood be ready and in place at noon three different interpretations no one was wrong they just didn't have the experience we had not communicated it was it, it was a really good example of where communication would have solved it but we we weren't thinking well then about about that we hadn't considered new people we hadn't considered just the difficulty of getting through the con to get together in a single spot, to find parking to get in the door to get together in a single spot. So um, the event itself, yeah, Karen, love love what you said about knowing when flexibility, because you're just there for fun, versus knowing when, when we've got a time commitment, a t- you know, a photo shoot at this time, it must be in place, everyone has to be there.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Well, also about that, just, have a very open eye about yourself and how you're going to handle this and how you're going to work in a team. I know that I am a very punctual person. I know that I like times. I like schedules. I like being at certain places. I, I like checking things off list. I know that about myself. And you go cosplays with Aaron? (laughs) Yeah, well, and, and so I have learned that if I'm, going to go to like Dragon Con for example, I really only need to be in one big group cosplay a day because the rest of it, it can be on my own time and I can have my own schedule and I don't have to rely on getting groups to be like, no, we said we'd be changing at five. It's 5.15, why are we still down here? Uh, Because that drives everybody bonkers. I'm driven bonkers when I'm not able to do that. So I know I have to only do one at a time. The 13 doctors, you needed all 13 to get the look right, and huge groups are hard to manage. I've done it. It's a miserable, well, no, it's fun. It's fun when you get them all together. Getting them all together is the miserable part, but 13 Janets would be easy. Come and go. It doesn't matter. Show up on the con floor. Find us later. We don't care. 13 doctors, we care. Be there. People are counting on you, so Mm -hmm. Also, know that about the group. Know that about yourself when you're planning. Know what you can take on because of your own individual quirks. Um, and you can have a much more fun time if you just go in with open eyes like that.
1: Open, open eyes and knowing, knowing when someone really cares. I know when I cosplay with Abby, she cares. And I better be on my best behavior to be on time, which is not my natural state. But i want to do it with her i have a ton of fun i'm gonna if she's willing to bug me i
2: will happily take being bugged because we have a good time with it i once had somebody call me because they were worried because i was three minutes late to something (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is not hyperbole that really did happen if aaron showed up to something three minutes late we
3: would be baffled that she was even there but i was so early i know all
0: right um, next we're going to kind of go into some other quick questions that we've had in the past about team cosplay. So the first one is, and this is just to anyone who wants to speak up on it, your favorite online forums for support and resources?
2: Sheeprop. Um, let's say SheProp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, SheProp is great. Uh, it is um, very inclusive for all skill levels. It is inclusive for all different mediums of cosplay and cosplay creation. Um, it's not even limited to cosplay and cosplay creation, so y- you can find woodworkers, you can find sewers, you can find people who paint miniatures in there. Um, sheep prop is great. That one's my big favorite. Um, there is also the Replica Prop Forum that is for people who do replicas, so they are looking to take something in a movie and recreate it. So it's a little bit of a higher skill level, a little bit more exactly. specifically focused. What's another one? Somebody else jump in if they've got a favorite.
3: The, uh, uh, I, I, of course, never never made an Amazon uh, other than my, my townie Amazon, but the Amazon Sisters of Themiscaro was also a really great resource um, for building all of our Amazons, I know. I, I love SheProp because it's a, it's an inclusive and welcoming group of, of artists and crafters who do amazing things, but also I have gone in there with questions about historical costuming, questions about a, a variety of different sewing things, and, and gotten so much help back, and everybody has, everybody has a different viewpoint, so you get lot, it, it's better for learning. Lots, lots of, lots of choices, lots of ways to tackle problems, um, and, and that's what I need. And, you know,
0: I for me, the biggest thing I've gotten out of sheet prop itself is, was, I, I'll never forget this, the one time I posted a picture of a drawing I had done, um, and I, it was actually kind of a draft drawing of my star, of my Snow White uh shield and i said i'm not an artist but and i got called on the carpet for that and in the best way possible because they're like you drew that you made that up you are an artist don't put yourself down and just that reminder that it's okay not to be a julie i can still call myself an artist Uh, (laughs) because i'm creating something And so I think, you know, it's so incredibly supportive in that respect. There's no question that's too silly, no question that's too complicated.
2: I have Uh, asked a very silly question in Sheeprop and I got help immediately, which was great. I had to mail a pattern to a friend, and I had a book of stamps, and I did not know how many stamps to use. So I said, does anybody have a kitchen scale and a pattern, and you can tell me how much these things weigh? And I got an answer like that. And they said, this was a weird question, but here you go, it's three ounces. And <laughs> great, putting my stamps on that. Right. And I've also just come to it with a question, like here's a pattern I'm thinking about sewing. Do, have people tried it? Do they like it? Is it cute? And I've gotten honest feedback yet on it. So some very silly questions get, get good feedback. Any it's other my favorite.
0: resources? I know there's a lot of makers that do YouTube tutorials. Any recommendations on that front?
4: Well, I always enjoy watching the Punish Prop stuff, um, and anytime I get the chance to watch Adam Savage in his uh, his cave is just phenomenally fun. He's you know he, a lot of times he's way over my head, but he has such great ideas and such great energy. And then uh, you know for what he's doing, but he also has great sort of methods for solving smaller problems, um, as do the Punish Prop people. They're quite often they've got you know machines and materials that I'm never going to have but uh, they have great ways of solving problems and often that's you know that's what I'm going for is a is coming you know finding a different way to solve the problem you know a different perspective
0: all right well I want to thank everyone um and thank SheProp for hosting this panel and uh, we hope to see you all at an event sometime in the future and um Hopefully we will meet everyone watching this at some meetup, at some convention, and some undetermined time. And thanks again.
2: Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.